0: Check Amsterdamontwapend.nl voor alle details en uitleg. Amsterdam Ontwapend. Save lives. No knives.
1: Je luistert naar Radio Zuidoost. 24 uur per dag vanuit het hart van de Belmer. Via kabel, salto.nl en 105.2 FM in de ether. Amsterdamontwapend.nl
2: for all the Listen to Voice of Niger on Radio Razo every, every Monday from 6 o'clock, o'clock to 10 o'clock, 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 in o'clock, o'clock in the morning to, for, for your, your spiritual, spiritual lessons and upliftment for community news your interviews special requests and others tune into 105.2 MHz and
3: 103.8 MHz on camera. we delight and entertain you
4: Hey, we also have more stuff coming your way. We have business matters. We have social
5: and educational matters. We have health and healing matters. We also have legal matters.
2: For more information, call us on 020-368-1968. We delight and entertain you. Voices of Niger on Radio Radio Razo every Monday Monday from from 6 to 10 a.m. Raso.
6: Voice of Ninja is right here to promote your business. Yes, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. All your events can be promoted right here on Voice of Ninja. Yes, you heard me right. Don't know about you because you're not promoting your business. We can bring you the awareness that you need for all those revivals, seminars, special events, conferences. Church services, your Sunday services, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. Call us today right now at 6 846 That's 6 846 Voice of Ninja, your place to advertise.
1: will Teams Out helps you with all your questions regarding renting and living? Do you have questions about the amount of your rent? overdue maintenance, your lease and our service costs, call or email us. You can also contact us with questions about the upcoming rent increase. We are currently helping our customers by phone and email. Vone Team Zuidoost can be reached on telephone number 20 or by email zuidoost at wooninfo.nl. Also during this time, Wohnteams Zuid-Oost is at your service. Wohnteams Zuid-Oost helps you with all your questions regarding renting and living. Do you have questions about the amount of your rent, overdue maintenance, your lease, and our service costs? Call or email us. You can also contact us with questions about the upcoming rent increase. We are currently helping our customers by phone and email. Wohnteams zuid can be reached on telephone number. 020 or by email at wooninfo.nl. Also during this time, Von Team Zuidoost is at your service.
2: to every one of you good morning to all the fans of Radio Voice of Niger. This opposed Helen Root Document coming to you on the waves of 103.8 ETA 105.2 cable on your popular Radio Voice of Niger every Monday morning from 8 to 10. <clears throat> we are positioned this very 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 month the month of dominion the month that you are regaining your authority which god gave unto you in this very month i declare that you rule and you have dominion over every situation around you including uh 19. may jehovah give you the grace to rule over all situation that surrounds you in the mighty name of jesus i trust you will enjoy the broadcast and follow us as we go as you know this is uh, our gospel inspirational time join us as we worship and lift up the name of jesus you have nothing to regret thank you
5: Apostle Lerudokino And uh, you heard the voice, the beautiful voice Of Apostle So
4: We're
5: going to offer a word of prayer And uh, to officially open The the session for today So if you don't mind Please join me Let's pray Father we thank you for another day Thank you for another opportunity Thank you for the gift of life We pray that your presence will uh, Fill everywhere And fill everything And influence everything we do let the Lord be glorified we thank you for our nation we bless this land we thank you for your peaceful hand upon the land thank you that in spite of everything a sense of civility and decorum is ruling my God continue to help us through all our challenges above all let everyone know their place and let them take their stand in relationship with you we pray that the sinner shall turn from their wicked ways and, and the wicked shall repent and they shall turn to the Lord. Continue to bless this land, continue to help us and keep us safe by day and by night. Bless our listeners, every home we are reaching right now with this broadcast. Touch the life of everyone listening and receiving this broadcast. Let their needs be met above all. Let them sort out of their relationship with you. Let them come in alignment with your divine will and mandate for them. We bless you today. We in give you thanks. Body. Jesus, in name. amen. So this is our inspirational segment and a lot to be happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the top of the hour, when we move to the second hour, we have a very special social segment. We're going to be dealing with the protests and the things that are going on around the world. Uh, we also must have our input, our say, and we invite you to be a very much a part of that. But for now, let's focus on spiritual matters. Let's condition our souls and our hearts. And let's give worship to the Lord.
7: You gotta plug Plug into His word. No.
0: It's my
5: This song is for you to stir you up, to warm you up, to stir up your soul, to bring it to the place of devotion. this let me bring you the word of inspiration of today. Today I'm taking it from the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes
4: chapter 3,
5: from the verse 1. It says, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the sun. A time to be born, a time to die a time to plant a time to block up that which is planted a time to kill a time to heal a time to break down a time to build up a time to weep a time to laugh a time to mourn and a time to dance a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing you see like now There is a time for everything (laughs) A time to get And a time to lose So when you begin to lose Sometimes I know we are not comfortable with it But the Bible says There is time for for everything A time to keep A time to cast away A time to render That's to tear A time to sow A time to keep silence And a time to speak a time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. Wow. God's word is so awesome. Is said, what profit had he that worketh in that wherein he labored? I have seen the travail which God has given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. He have made everything beautiful in this time. Also, have set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. So, have a deep reflection on this and don't stress yourself out sometimes when things are falling apart. Pray for the, God, for the Lord to uphold you, to strengthen you, to go through that phase of your life but remember that everything has its purpose and has its time amen that way you can hold yourself sustain yourself and you can go through whatever may be coming your way at this time may God's Word uphold and sustain you you're gonna stand by in the next few minutes we'll be bringing it to you the miracles of Jesus presented by Apostle Helder Ruff-Dock. You know.
7: Thank you. Hallelujah. la 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 la, 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 la.
5: Much you've been waiting for is here. The miracles of Jesus. He's about to hit the airwaves. Are you ready for the woman of God?
8: Miracle Come and do a miracle, a miracle today.
5: Ladies and gentlemen,
8: Come and
2: do it's
5: my pleasure this morning to introduce to you
2: <coughs>
5: today. Apostle of you Doggono. Know.
2: Thank you so much, Apostle Larry once again all our fans all over the world i welcome you to this broadcast and i thank god for the privilege which he has given unto us to come together again even to hearing the word of the living god certain things we take for granted but when certain things happen then begin to count your blessings and you begin to know that nothing must be taken for granted. As much as we live every day and we live in good health, we must always glorify God. As much as we live and we live in peace every day, we have every right to glorify God. As long as we live every day and We are able to go out and come back peacefully, we must be able to glorify God. Now you can go out on your own and you can come back by yourself without anybody leading you to where you are going, you must glorify God. And these are some of the things we take for granted. But I'm positioned this morning to open our heart to receive back kindness receive back that that privilege of of being good and being kind to others because god is god of kindness if i will get to what i want to use to bless us this morning it's going to be topic pave your way through kindness because kindness is almost becoming something that is obsolete. Many people profess that they are kind, but when the period to show kindness comes, they shy away, they shrink. Others can do everything. They can pray and babble in very big tongues. But when you stretch their hand onto kindness to be able to do something that can abound Record for them. They begin to quote every scripture to hold themselves and to hold others. That's the time you see the stingy nature of people. Why? Because they wouldn't want to give. And that's the time they will say somebody wants to force them. And then they will say somebody wants to manipulate them. No, 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 no. Baby. Boy, baby, girl, summer, you don't have that spirit of kindness. That's the reason why you go about thinking somebody wants to manipulate you. Because if you have the spirit of kindness, you will be sensitive at the period that we are in. And you will learn to extend to others. Who is a privilege for somebody to come and ask you to do something for the less privileged because maybe 24-7 you don't think it you don't remember the less privileged and somebody will ask you help me, send me if you can not go to them send me, let me go and you still give a curse this morning in this 6th month the month of dominion I'm positioned to help you to break the spirit of stinginess. say I hear you In the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, the Bible said, And God said, Let us make man in our image, and after our likeness, And let them have, what, dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Let us make man. Not in the image of another idol, but let's make man in our own image. That means the image of God is kindness. The image of God is love. The image of God is goodness. So if you do not have the attributes of God in you, while you go about flaunting the whole Facebook, showcasing everything you are doing how you can rattle from morning till evening but there is no kindness abiding in you something is wrong today we have so many empty people each moment you open facebook they are just preaching and preaching and preaching and preaching i said my god if all this preaching we are preaching is really how we live it there will be no sinner on the surface of the earth just yesterday one of my church members came and the boy was crying out. He said, Mama, you know that I've been telling you I'm looking for a place because where I'm staying, the lady does not want me to cook at a certain time. When she's getting visitors, she will quickly push me and told me, Go back to your room, have visitors, and don't cross here until they go. So, The the boy said, the young man said he can stay in the room for four hours because the visitors have not gone. And he wants to go and use the restroom, but there's no way because the visitors are are there. I said, so how are you coping up? He said, it has been like that now for almost six to seven months so that he's looking for a new place. So, well, another friend of his told him, there's where I'm saying a woman wants to give one room a day. And he made mention of the church where this woman is going. I was so shocked that somebody from such a Pentecostal church, from such a living church, where they will use prayer and come and come, when they are on the street they are praying, everywhere they are going they are praying, they pray and they possess and they say power exchange power and power do this, all the power exchange power and power take power, they come to the city, they exchange hands and they come people's uh, believers, go to their own church, people run, leave your own ministry and go to them, they don't care, you see, all this, those unethical things these people are doing. But you know, it doesn't really bother me because people are free to go to wherever they wanna go. But what what, what shook me was, my child member was telling me yesterday, mommy, I paid this money on Friday evening. As Saturday, I realized that my, the, 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 that my landlady now came to confess to tell me that he's so surprised for what I've been doing, what they've been doing to me. And that now that they just want me to remain in that place in my house, that they will not trouble me anymore. So go, and I said to him, I said to her that, I've already made some deposit to uh, to pack out from your home. The Muduma said, no, don't pack out, don't pack out, please. We promise not to disturb you. Give us another chance. And the lady insisted, he said, you go to church every Sunday. Please, I want you to just test out your God and see whether we will be faithful. Give us another chance. So because I don't believe I made mention of give us another chance because you go to church, this church member now said, Mama, I went to the other woman, I ran. I called her, I said, Madam, I made a deposit of uh, money to you. So would I please come because I may not be able to stay in the room again. The other woman screamed. The one that is a tongue-speaking Holy Ghost, so-called Holy Ghost-filled woman, began he said, give you what? You the, the, the boy said, give me the money. I paid, I made deposit of yesterday, and I mean it's not yet eight hours. I gave you the money. The, the guy, the lady said, No, I will not. I will not because I've already used the money. How? Money doesn't belong to you. The boy has not yet packed into the house. The, the boy just came to make that deposit because the boy had. So why would you? And that was the first day you met the boy, that same yesterday. So the lady said, No, 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 no. If you talk too much you now, I'm going to take you to the police. If you talk too much, I'm going to do this. I will tell them that you are Ill- illegal. The boy said, No, I'm not illegal. I'm from another East, um, European country to this place. That doesn't make me illegal. This woman who is Holy Ghost filled, tongue speaking, Pentecostal, uh, dickiness, is now quoting to this younger woman. I will call police on you. I will do this. I will do this. I will do. So my question is, and this is a, a woman who have grown up children who are living in other countries. And then you are calling upon a younger boy who's supposed to be like a son. You are telling the boy, you call another person, a call police, and you want to hijack his, uh, his money. So he said, I can't give you the whole money. This is, a, I can't give it to you. No matter how small the money is, I will not give it to you. ah, and then the boy was saying, so if the boy had given the whole rent, which was 400 just I gave half, and she has seized half. So if I had given 400 what would this woman be saying now? This woman said, I will never give you that money. It's not possible. If you like, take me to anywhere. I will not. And if you insist too much, I will call police and tell them that you are somebody I do not know who happened to get my number somehow, and you've been harassing me and these are the same people and this 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 my judge member told me mommy all the time you see her on the facebook Fronting and preaching Middle of the night She says she's preaching Hell in the morning, She says she's preaching She doesn't go to church But this is where she stays Because every church she goes She has problem. So this even last one Now where she is She said that's the only place She will say Live and die at. And yet When it is Sunday I'll ask Ma did you go to church She said oh no uh, I woke up a bit later May next week Sunday She go about shifting Do you understand So now when another person will see this woman, the person will say, Oh, you are a deckiness in this church, in this, in this, in this, in this, in this, and this is your character. It does not show any iota of Christ. How are you coping up? And that's a problem. And that's why you come to Amsterdam City, then you see that the at out of eight hundred something thousand in dwellers or almost hundred thousand in Amsterdam. Only just one point two percent are Christians, and yet every time you come out, your box is filled with flyers, every side you are going, people are busy sharing the Word of God. Why have we not been able to get our neighbors into the presence of God is because of what I say lack of kindness. And the moment you are supposed to reflect the image of Christ, something comes up and wants to showcase the image of Satan around you. Only Satan can convert the money of somebody else. Only Satan can lie. When somebody has given you something, you say, the person didn't give to me anymore. Only Satan will want to use up his authority to, you know, suppress the meek in the land. They have not. In this season, where everybody is struggling, everybody knows that because of coronavirus, COVID-19, many people have lost their job. And this young man I'm talking about, he lost his job because of COVID-19. So in the little that he is doing, looking for a way to survive, a mature old woman have taken it away from his son. and then, And then quoting that if you if you talk too much, I can't report it to the police. Tomorrow, this person may fall sick and is looking for kindness from God. What is going to speak for this person? What is it that is going, that is going to speak? Because the moment she will lift up hands, the angels of the Lord will remind, even her own, her own guilt will remind her, you've not done good to the young man I that, that lived with you. So, on what basis Are you looking for mercy from God? Child of God, this morning, the scripture that I read was just to pinpoint to you that God gave mankind dominion. And as long as God gave us dominion, the Bible said, we can rule over everything that moves, that flies, that creeps. Every single thing that is moving around us, we can have dominion. So we can have dominion over every circumstance around us Because the Bible said And God made them in his image in verse 27 Both male and female he made them And verse 28 God said And he blessed them And God said to them That's to the man and the woman He said be fruitful And multiply And replenish the earth Subdue it and have dominion over every fish and over fowl of the air and over every living thing that moved on the earth. Every living thing. That means including human beings. Have dominion. Including ill-charactered behavior. Have dominion. To this very wonderful moment, I want you to have dominion over selfishness. Have dominion over stinginess. When it comes and it wants to showcase itself, you have the right to say, no, it is not the nature of God the Father who made me in his image. This is not the nature of God the Son who made me in his image. God the Spirit who made me in his image. This is not their nature, so I will not allow any part of my body to be usurped by the devil. When he wants to borrow your mouth to speak ill, illful words, you utter words that when people go about, when they hear, they think about it many days before it will leave them. You said no! You must have dominion over the character flaws that we are expiating, which is making people not to be part and parcel of what Christendom is all about. I tell us of a brief story in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 1, chapter, chapter, chapter uh, 4, from verse 1 to 8. 2 Kings chapter 4, from verse 1 to 8, speaks about a prophet's wife. The prophet's wife was there, not being able to exercise her dominion, not being able to. I do not know to what extent she must have helped her husband, but the Bible said that this prophet wife went to Elisha to go and cry out to Elisha the prophet. He said, "You know, my 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 my, my husband is devoted to you, and my husband served you diligently. But now my husband has passed on. Creditors have come. They have come, and they want the child." They want, they want to, to take my two children. What must I do? Because I don't want my two children to go. So, the prophet said, what do you have in the house? Quickly, she said, nothing, nothing, nothing. Because she's used to saying those words. No, I've got nothing. So, the moment she was asked, what do you have in your home? What did she respond? She said, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. Then the prophet had to ask again, you say you've got nothing? She said, I've got nothing. I've got, except a little jar of oil that was left somewhere. Then the prophet said, okay, that's good. Go and take that little jar. Then, go and borrow some bottles. And then, you and your children, lock up yourselves, and then the little oil that is inside is going to multiply begin to pour that little oil into all the empty vessels you've borrowed. Pour and pour and pour until you could pour no more. So pour until when all the vessels are filled up, then go and sell and have money to pay so that creditors will no more have your children. And that was how they paved themselves their way out of poverty. But on the contrary, you will see that from verse 8. Of the same Second Kings chapter four, you know. Each time I remember the scripture, or each time I go to the scripture, I say, "Look at what God is doing here." You see, from verse from verse 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 eight of that very scripture of that very chapter, you will see that the same Elisha moved to the next location. And while she was going to the next, next location called Shunem, there was a woman who had been taking notice of this prophet. And look at what that woman said. When she spotted and she realized that that prophet will be passing by them that same week, look at what she said in verse 8. He said, and he fell on the day that Elisha passed to Shunem. where was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as oft as he passed by, he told Tita to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is a holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber a bready on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed, a table, a stool, and a candlestick, and it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn and uh, He shall turn titter. He shall sleep there and relax and regain himself. Do you see that? This is another woman manifesting kindness. This is another woman asking her husband permission. Let us make this room. Let us preserve this room for this man of God who comes from fire all the time to our city to come and minister to people. This man doesn't come to this city to minister to both of them, no comes from the city to minister to all the people, and then will go back again like a wanderer. But this sort woman was able to exercise the kindness which God has put in her. She used that positive influence to tell her husband, let us do this for this man. Perchance, chance, this man will be satisfied to stay here and then he can eat well, sleep good, rest a little bit before he proceeds to the next village. And Elisha doesn't go alone. He always goes with his servant. So what I am trying to, to to bring out here is that while the prophet's wife was going for the same prophet, begging for miracle to happen for her, this Shunam, this woman we know as the Shunammite woman, she was in her old place. Looking for a way to be a blessing To show forth kindness Do you see that when she did that thing And they were able to attract Elisha To begin to come to their home After Elisha had entered the home And felt very comfortable Elisha sent Gehazi He said go and ask this woman She has been always kind to us What does she want? Does she have any need? Is there any way we can be a blessing? This is what I'm trying to say When you When you, who is listening to me, begin to show kindness, when you begin to do kindness, more especially in this season that we have COVID-19, people have lost their job, people are homeless, people do not know where the second meal are going to come from, and you and I, we are sitting in a very comfortable zone where we can eat all our turkey and eat all our chicken, eat every Friday we want, drink our cheese and drink our milk, where we can eat as much as we want, as much as we are eating, let us try to remember those who do not have. So when somebody comes to you for a help and say, support me to carry a mission, don't quote scriptures. It's not a time to quote scriptures. it's a time to manifest. It is a time to showcase, to let the other person know, I may not be able to travel with you, but my money can go alongside with you. Do you understand me? Because the book of Titus... In Titus chapter 1, verse 16, it tells us about prophets and, and bishops who carry very long titles, just like those who are parading on Facebook. They carry so many long titles. Some of them, today you see them, they are evangelists. Tomorrow you see them, they become apostles. Next tomorrow you see them, they are overseer. The next you see them, they become so many. They give themselves so many titles. It doesn't matter. That's the title you want to carry. And nobody is envying you. But in every weight you put on yourself, make sure you are capable of defending it. Otherwise, you are bringing a disgrace to the kingdom of God. Are you hearing me, somebody? Because you go about telling people, professing and preaching and, and professing and laying hands and telling them God can do it. But when it comes to kindness, you cannot bear the fruit of, the, the fruit of kindness. Have you not heard what the Bible tells us? In Genesis, in Galatians chapter 5, 22, he says, And the fruit of the Spirit, they are this, what? Joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, you know, gentle, or kindness, and, and faith, and, and the rest of them. Goodness, kindness. These are, what? The gift of the Spirit that God will want you to bear forth out of yourself. Then in Titus one, he says many girls about verse sixteen professing that they know God too much, calling themselves of very big depths, carrying big titles everywhere, but they know not God. It's why because in works, you see, in wax they deny Him. They deny Him. They become abominable and disobedient unto every good work. They want to hear God, that God used them to heal. They want people to say God used them to cure. God used them to do and do and do and do. But when it comes to giving, they quickly adopt a new nature. When we are not talking about tight here. We are talking about giving kindness, showing kindness to the have not. Child of God, In this season, God is calling us back. God wants that we exercise that. Show kindness. Bear the fruit. It doesn't matter how dry you have been or how you've been lingering and deferring it. Have dominion over that stinginess and begin to bear forth fruit of righteousness. Bear forth fruit that others will see and they know that indeed the grace you are professing you really have him have you not heard what God did John 3 verse 16 for God so loved the world for he gave his only he first gave his only begotten he gave he didn't give us that we didn't cost him he gave his only begotten son unto us God did not give us when he had abundance he gave unto the world when he had only one and he used that one to sacrifice so if you are waiting and you are thinking that you can only give to God when you have abundance, is a lie from the pit of hell. I demand and I'm asking you in the name of Jesus Christ that we profess that you have dominion over stinginess you have dominion over hardiness of heart because it doesn't it make you ugly it makes you ugly when people will approach you as a servant of God as a friend and tell you be a blessing and then that side of you comes up it puts somebody like me off I begin to question which God are you preaching that doesn't touch your heart to show kindness that doesn't touch your heart To spare 20, 30 I, I sent some flyers to some of my friends So-called friends And I, I, put, I, put, I put in my flyer What I intend to do for the have-nots Those of them who like to Steal people's vision They begin to steal it, begin to do the same thing And then begin to write back to me Yes, I'm doing the same thing also for my own church I want to do it for my own ministry Yes, but myself as well I'm doing it for my ministry But at the same time, when some of my friends send. I still take out of the little I have, and I give. I say, use and support
5: the people. Our guests are standing by for the our social item, which is coming up shortly. Once again, in the next few moments, we'll be entering our um, social segment. We'll be dealing with uh, the topic of uh, racial discrimination against people of African descent. And let's say uh, racial discrimination in general. And also we're going to touch on police brutality. But we know that those who have buried the brunt of the um, discrimination are people of African descent. We're going to be dealing with this issue because it is a hot issue now and we want to have our say too. Our guests are on standby. We'll be introducing them shortly. Well ladies and gentlemen Welcome, welcome once again And you probably can hear the music in the background I guess to, Just to check uh, I want to see whether my guests are on uh, Mrs. Uh, um, Patience uh, Mayaki Are you on please? Can you hear us?
3: Hello,
5: can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear. Can you hear us also?
3: Uh, yes, I do hear you, but uh, there seems to be a break
5: uh, in no. the... Okay, that uh, will, uh, will stabilize, so I think don't worry too much about that. And let me check. Uh, Mr. Taki, good morning, sir. Good morning. You are on. Very good, very good. Anyway, so welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Can you hear the song about Mali? I'm sorry? Can you hear that song about Mali playing in the background?
6: Yeah, I heard it play soon. <laughs>
4: OK.
0: <laughs> we'll remain but a pleasing illusion to be pursued but never attained. Now everywhere is war, war, and until the ignoble South Africa human
5: Okay, let me welcome everyone who is joining us this morning. This is Radio Voice of Niger, the favorite Hello. for Monday morning. Yeah, it's and uh, we would like to, to check
6: your we would,
5: again. we would like to this morning uh, welcome you to our radio show um, we are talking this morning about racial discrimination against uh, particular people of African descent but let's put it general for now just racial discrimination in general and also about police brutality. And I listened to the song about Mali, I think he was, somebody said he was prophesying long ago. Uh, And I I think unless we do something about this problem, the world would not really be at peace. And I think we are all, we've come a long way and we want to do something about it. So uh, I would like on this note to uh, say, by way of introduction, that uh, the brutal murder of uh, George Floyd, the African-American has actually Uh, triggered uh, worldwide protests, and uh, has also opened up certain old wounds of racial prejudice. Uh, And the continuity, we see the protests all over the place, shows that something, the time has come for something to be done to correct this problem. Now to help us discuss this matter today, I have a a distinguished panelist with me, uh, joining us by Skype into the studio. I have uh, uh Patience Mayaki van der Horst, um, a very celebrated uh, Nigerian politician from the Christian Unity Party, but she is speaking in her private capacity as uh, Ms. Patience. Miss Patience, welcome. Can you just greet our listeners and just tell them one or two lines about yourself?
3: Hello, good morning everyone, and thank you, Reverend Larry, for having me on the show this morning. Mm. Uh, I, uh, I thank you also for the introduction. Um, I've lived in the Netherlands uh, myself for almost uh, 15 years, um, and I work in the field of development finance. And indeed, as you have said, um, I'm also a member of the Christian Uni one of the political parties in the Netherlands, and for many of you know me, last year I ran for the um, European Parliament elections, but like you also rightly said this morning, I am speaking in my own personal capacity, yeah. as patient and as a citizen, yeah.
5: Beautiful, beautiful. And then uh, next uh, guest is Mr. Emmanuel Osorbitaki. Welcome sir, I'm so delighted to have you too. Go ahead if and you tell my listeners uh, one or two lines about yourself.
6: Well, my name is Osnobie Nithaki. I'm a Ghanaian and a senior police officer for that matter. I have also lived in the Netherlands for the past 16 years. And uh, I have usually been a social commentator and a panelist on most television programs here in the Netherlands. I mm-hmm. uh, once used to be... Vice Chairman of the Garden Union, also in the
4: Netherlands.
5: Mm. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, now let's hit the road. Um, I would like to, of course, invite our listeners uh, to feel free to give us a call, to give your take, share their thoughts, express themselves as we go along. It, it's allowed, and just call the studio line 020 737 1619. Now, first of all, I'd like to, uh, ask to discuss how we got here, because it's been over a century since slavery ended, and it looks like our world is still suffering the after effects of what happened years ago, when others were subjected to subhuman conditions. Now, how come that we are still at this point, we have not really moved on further? It was just a couple of years ago, that uh, South Africa was free from uh, the groups of apartheid. And even then, we know that the effects of, of apartheid have not totally left the South African society. Now, can we discuss a little bit why we are still at this point? Why haven't we broken free from the chains of slavery and racial discrimination? Because I believe the two are connected. Now, um, who would like to take the floor? Uh, Ms. Mayaki, or? I, uh, Mr. Taki, any of you can just kick off the discussion. Oh, by the way, yes, Apostle yes. Helen Roof is on the show with us, and she will be uh, taking some of the questions too. Thank yes. you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Who, who would like to kick off the uh, discussion?
6: Well, I will kick the ball rolling.
5: Okay, go ahead, sir. Um, uh,
6: let me permit me to start by harping on racial inequalities that has persisted. Yeah. For quite a long time as far as even in the Bible times yeah Uh, if my memory serves me right the Bible talks about the Israelites being in bondage as slaves in Egypt years back and God found it necessary or had their prayers and their cries of being in subjugation and as a result sent Moses to go and free them from bondage
4: right
6: ironically down the lane after freeing them God also asked them on their way to their destination God also asked them to uh, overcome some people and also take them as slaves. the irony of the situation is quite debatable (laughs) <laughs> Sometime along the line, also
5: uh, slavery. Are you sure God told them to take them as slaves? <laughs> well, all right. Uh, let's not well, go uh, into uh, those uh, aspects. Uh, but make uh, your point, and then let's move on. Uh,
6: <laughs> but uh, eventually, they also took some slaves, and the Bible even talks about it, especially for the fact that uh, when you even buy a Hebrew slave, he had to serve you for seven years and after that, he must break free. If he is comfortable with the way you've treated him or her and want to continue staying with you, then you take the fellow to the church house, put the ear by the doorpost of the church, Mm. and use an hour to pierce the ear Oh. And put a metal there. Okay, so
5: let, then, let, let, me talk, let me come in. I think you are preaching now. <laughs> good to the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, I am, I am okay. I'm
6: on to tell you yeah. how this thing was entrenched uh-huh. since time immemorial.
5: Okay, very good.
6: Okay, now let me cut it there short. Okay. Uh, presently,
5: Yeah.
6: Uh, around the 18th century, mm-hmm. to be precise, around 1830, 1833, thereabout. Yeah slavery was ended in parts of Europe, Mm -hmm. Britain, Germany, and the rest, and then eventually in 1856, America also abolished slavery. But what actually took place was that the chains were dropped from the necks, hands, and ankles of the prisoners, but they were still under the yoke of slavery in various ways. You just refer to apartheid South Africa, where not too long distance past, there were white holy schools, white holy churches, white only restaurants. Okay,
5: you know what? Let, let, let me come here. Uh, we, uh, we have a short time to cover a lot of stuff. Uh, oh. let, let's not dwell so much on the slavery. That may be an introduction, but what we are dealing with right now is racial discrimination. Yes. We don't really have slavery uh, you know, in vogue, uh, literally. In some places, yes, but generally speaking, it's not really uh, you know, invoked. vogue. Uh, but what is in vogue is racial discrimination. And this is what we want to deal with, what, because it, it is linked to slavery. That's why we introduced, or we started by talking about slavery but we're not dealing with slavery as an issue right now. Why racial discrimination? Let me give the floor to Mrs. Miyake. Miyake.
3: Thank you very much. Um, I think when Emmanuel started, he touched upon a particular word which is very important, and that is the inequality um, that we experience in our world today. Um, If you look at um, human rights uh, issues, you will see that there is a linkage uh, mainly to poverty and social inequality yeah when societies are marginalized when there is social exclusion um, you know people are not really involved in the design and in the implementation of societal Mm rules and then you begin to have this um, Uh, era of marginalization and exclusion from how a society is run and that is what we experience uh, mainly today. When you look at racial discrimination uh, it, it, it boils down also to perception right and I think when I listened to the show yesterday one of your speakers also mentioned that very clearly which are things that we need to keep in mind. Mm. Uh, there, there also is a perception because people are not involved in, 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 in societal design, mm-hmm. they are not involved in our society, Ron. they do not have a seat at the table, yeah. uh, then, then the issue of yeah, being looked upon differently arises. And, and that is what we see happening around the, around the globe when we talk about racial discrimination. Yeah. So there is an issue of lack of empowerment. There, there is an issue of yeah, poverty. There is an issue of social exclusion. There, there, yeah, uh, there, there is an issue of a violation of human rights. So all of this comes together um, uh, to, to what we see uh, when we talk about racial discrimination today. And racial discrimination, I mean, when you say, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a long history. And I think that was what Emmanuel was also trying to allude to. Yes.
4: Um,
3: that the issue of slavery, even though physically it's, it's been banished, it's been excluded, the declaration of human rights has said, definitely no one should live under slavery but there is still a perception of, you know, one race being better than the other, and we shouldn't be. And I think what we need to be looking at is how do we imbibe the right values in our society, and how do we empower marginalized and disenfranchised groups of people, um, such that everyone has an equal say in the society that they live in.
5: Yeah. Um, that's very well said, um, but the question is, in fact, you have mentioned the um, the evidence of yes. the presence of this, all these social ills in our society today. Uh, inequality, exclusion, marginalization, poverty, and the rest of it. Now, which brings me to begin to wonder Although slavery has been abolished, and we have declared the investor, we made a declaration for investor human rights, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Would we, would we agree that somehow uh, discrimination has been built into the systems that, were, that replaced slavery, and that in a taxit by in a clever way, uh, you know, discrimination has been uh, enshrined in, in the way society operates today? And that is why it is the way it is. Because you spoke about people being involved in development and in all kinds of issues in the way society runs. But somehow, sections of society have been marginalized. So would you say that somehow this has been tacitly endorsed by those running the world today? Because the inequality gap is so huge and some people apparently and intentionally exclude others from participating and enjoying the goodies and, and the blessings of the world and of the, of the, of the, of the nation that we are in. It, it, it was seen. So let me have your reaction on this point. Mr. Emma you can come in also, anyone anyway, if you can come in.
6: Okay, well, when we talk about racial discrimination, it is embedded in humor, even within uh, certain societies, your skin determines where you ought to be, which is very unfortunate because. Is, is, that, is, data, that,
5: is that the way God made it, or is the way we human beings have made it?
6: Yes, it is because a race feels they are superior to the other race. And unfortunately, even during racial discrimination, blacks who were close to their master. Look down upon other blacks who were in the plantations mm. and they sleep in the plantations. So, the blacks, slaves who were closer to their master and they serve them in their mansions and they sleep in the mansions, also feel they are or they've been treated fairly more than those on, who live in the plantations. Mm. So, regardless of the abolition of the slave trade. It has existed with mankind up to this present day. There are uh, countries where, unfortunately, when there is a job opportunity, it only goes down to the dark-skinned people if the white skin is not willing to do such jobs. It's unfortunate, but that is what is prevailing in most countries worldwide. Okay. I hear you.
5: So. You are. You are only. You also mentioned the fact that that is the status quo, right? That is what we can see. Okay. Yes, that is what but we can see. But the question which has not been answered is, has it been so designed? Eh? Because in it, nothing happens by chance, everything is the way it is because that is the way it's been made to be, through or false?
6: It's true. It is, a, it is something that has been accepted, I mean, by society that one race before it
5: was accepted was it presented because before you accept something it has to be it has to be presented or established then it's accepted
6: <laughs> let me put it this way if you go to the african continent yeah in the political independence was granted to the entire continent after the political independence blacks from south africa migrated to europe and the Americas and the far east countries to 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 actually Live and work on many other jobs as slaves. Okay, so what what is
5: the point you're making? Uh, the point is not coming out clearly. Just make it succinctly, just I may, directly. If I, may,
3: if I may comment, yeah, comment please. If I may comment. I I yeah. I, I think from a, looking at it from a spiritual perspective, God created every man equal. Yeah. Right. So we are all equal um, in the eyes of God. And uh, when we look at societies, uh, and we ask the question, is this tacitly designed um, such that uh, society uh, accepts that there is racial discrimination? I, I would say it's more from an individual perspective. And uh, because you will see that there are white people who also uh, uh, respect Uh, Races who have no issues with racial discrimination, and you have others. And it comes to the level of awareness, it comes to the level of understanding of individual sets of people. Now, it brings me back again to the issue of perception. Once there is perception about a certain group of people, it is very easy, very easy for others to follow in that perception. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a very clear example. If someone you know comes to you and tells you, look at uh, Emmanuel. Emmanuel is a very brilliant officer, right? Mm -hmm. You don't need to uh, uh, see Emmanuel's work or output. You will immediately accept that Emmanuel is brilliant because it has come from someone that you probably respect or you know. And before you know it, you tell it to someone else. Everybody believes it that Emmanuel is brilliant, and that is the way. So that is the way it, uh, the way it, it, it goes. Yeah. So there is the issue of perception that needs to be dealt with, and and that can be changed when people become more aware and more empowered. So I wouldn't say that um, this is a, a a a tacit design of the Western world um, to sort of take control and, and and bring in racial discrimination to segregate people. I would say it is more of individual perception of how one individual sees another, how a human being sees the other human being and treats the other human being. I was listening to your show this morning and some and, and the, the speaker was talking about kindness. Kind, this is a simple human value, simple human value that every human being should embed so if somebody comes and you say within your scope of work you lay your leg on somebody's neck and you know suffocate someone for nine minutes where is the human kindness in that so i would rather not fight with governments but it is an individual um, uh, 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 decision that human beings need to make to say look i respect the other person I respect that this person is foremost an individual before you are anything else. That you are a human being that deserves respect and dignity, okay. and that the way I treat you yeah. is important.
5: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, do you? I'm sure you agree that we all were born, and we all were raised up, right?
4: Yes. Yeah.
5: Now, the upbringing of a child determines the values the child. Has at the end of the day and actually works with and, and you know functions with. Now, don't you think that the way some people were raised, they were raised to become racially, racial bigots and they become people who look down on others and they see themselves as superior and others are inferior? Because if you are raised to know that. There are different races in the world. In fact, we are all one human race, but we all have different, let's say, complexions or colors, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm.
9: That
5: kind of diversity is natural. (coughs) Even in the animal world, we have diversities of different animals. You know what I'm saying? So it is so obvious. So when somebody is raised up with such a twisted value and you are taught to see others as inferior and yourself as superior, I think that's a very poor upbringing. And these Indeed. are the people who have become a menace to society, and they, they treat others with disdain and scorn, and they have made the world what it is today. So it's the think the upbringing which some people have gotten is a very bad one. It's a very poor one.
3: Yes, yes. Not, I mean I agree with you to a very large extent that upbringing plays uh, so so. Let me, me finish. Let,
5: let me finish. So the perception you are talking about, somebody has passed on that perception because of the upbringing they had. You understand know what I'm saying? Okay. And that's what has caused the turmoil in our world today. Well, go ahead and uh, if you want to say something. Uh, Mr. Emanuel, come, come in as well at any time.
6: Uh, you see, I am sorry to say, but yeah. uh, it is something accepted unofficially, that your color determines where you should be in society. It's unfortunate, but uh, this has prevailed for quite a long time. Let me tell you this emphatically, that in 1922 in Missouri, in America, there was a legislation giving permit to white-skinned uh, citizens to hunt for blacks and kill them with that permit. You see, when you talk about racial issues, the, the variations is so wide and disturbingly worried. To understand that, it is unfortunate. But this thing has been accepted as uh, a condition for far too long. People have fought against this inequality. Some, or majority, losing their lives. Look, we cannot say today that George Floyd situation has only ignited repercussions globally. But in the meantime, lots of blacks in the hundreds have died through similar situations simply because your color determines what happens when you are shot or when you are killed. And this is the the unfortunate situation that basically has endeared itself in society up to today. It's very unfortunate. uh, people have died under similar circumstances in the time past, and nothing. And a lot of uh, the perpetrators have gone away, got away with it without any punishment whatsoever. Okay, so you agree that this kind of discrimination has been institutionalized? It's it has been unofficially institutionalized. Okay,
5: all right. Okay, Miss Mayaki, what's your reaction on that?
3: Well, yeah. I mean, I I couldn't agree more. I I do think that over time you indeed see that uh, being being black, uh, even as a, a woman, and then being black, <laughs> yeah, comes with its challenges. And I have equally had situations where. I, I i travel and i have been treated differently so it's not even with just uh, police officers you look at uh, immigration officers as well uh, i can i can recall many times when i have been taken out of queues uh, just because of the color of my skin you know and i being uh, uh, subjected to extensive searches and if you refuse yeah i mean i've had a situation where i've been told that even if i if i refuse to step out of the line uh, that i will not enter into the country all papers correct and okay mm-hmm. and i said why should i step out of the queue i have my document here attend to me but i was told if you do not step out you will not enter into my country i look back and i was the only black person there and i had to smile so being a black person indeed ha- yeah and, and having the black color skin or being a person of color comes indeed with these challenges and we see that indeed has been institutionalized so what we need and going back to what you said earlier about values and upgrading, i think this is very key from different spheres of the society both from parents at home how they teach their children around values teachers what they teach their students in school in when i was growing up we learned a lot about appetite right we had civic education Are those civic educations back in the school system? Do we have human rights education being taught to our children in schools? These are very fundamental things. When we talk about police brutality, what kind of trainings do these people get when they get into the academy? Should the police force be for just anybody? The the bar should be raised very high for what makes you qualify to be a law enforcement agency. The way you treat people is very key. I will give you another example. There was a time I was on a trip and when I'd arrived back in the EU, I'd been told that, look, because of the the papers that you have, you do not have to stay in the all passport uh, uh, region when you have come to arrivals in the EU. You can go to the EU section. So I went on a trip and I came back, landed in the EU, in another country another EU country and taking the advice of what I had heard before I stayed on the EU line right mm. the immigration officer saw me from afar the passport officer and told me to move to the all passports uh, section mm. and he did not see my papers I was still very much on the queue But he asked me to leave and move to the uh, passport section. I looked around. I was the only black person in the EU queue. So I moved there because he insisted. And when I got to the front of the other immigration officer, I said, look, I have my papers which say I can go to the EU side, but your colleague insisted that I move to the all-passport section. Is that correct? Should I be in the all-passport or could I have been in the EU? And the lady who is also white said to me madam you are very correct you should have been in the eu section and then i explained to her what a partner did and she told me ma'am you have a right to report and because i had time i said yes i want to speak to your to your superior and i had to report the matter to the superior who apologized apologized previously and said they will deal with the situation so for me it's important and um, the trainings our law enforcement agencies get the values that are embedded in individuals the trainings we get from our parents and what is taught within our educational system i think these are fundamentals uh, that are key to changing perception around inequality and eradicating uh, racial discrimination in our societies
5: all right now i think we have uh, paid leave service to this Problems. I mean, I think we can talk about it from today to the next decade or next century. You know, I believe a problem can be spoken about, but a problem can be solved. What yeah. we need now is a solution, isn't it?
4: Yeah.
5: Now the demonstrations which are go, going on all over the place is an indication that people want a different scene, a different thing altogether, because they are tired of having police brutal police brutalizing people. They are having instead of having uh, people discriminated against because of the color of their skin. And all these things are a result of uh, the, you know, the systematized uh, discrimination that we know about today.
2: But, but let me we, come in here, yeah. if, if we just keep uh, putting our focus on uh, discrimination, then relating it only to America. What about black versus black a situation, because in South Africa, you see how blacks recently treated Nigerians. South African blacks recently discriminated against Nigerians. Was, it, was, was business, it because
5: of uh, race? No, it was because of economic grounds. I mean, they think they're taking their jobs.
2: Well, that's the, same way. that's the same way the Americans as well are thinking. That's the same way, not only because when they begin to discriminate you, even in your place of job, you are being discriminated. So you cannot file the same job opportunity that your white counterpart is filing for. You cannot. But if we look at it from another microscope, then I ask myself, okay, just because we have the right to be in their land, we're privileged to be here. And then some some we are born here or born in another Western world. But also we have Western citizens who are born in Africa. But you don't see them going to our political scenes to say, "I'm in this constituency, I'm vying for this, I'm vying for that." Because if they go out there, there, like I see a bright man in my village vying for that constituency, who is going to vote him? Hello, who is going to vote?
5: (laughs) Well, I don't know. No, 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 no. uh,
2: Who is going to vote? Because it's like we, when we are talking about discrimination, we only see them discriminating us. But we, do we discriminate them when they are over there? I don't think we and, and if we, we are in their land, I mean, I mean there are certain things we dare not talk about. There are certain things we can't be craving for. I can't be craving for maybe trying to go to, so, so, when I know that that should be for those who are born citizens, those who are, who are like, they can't come to our constituency to begin to contest for election.
5: If they can uh, become I
3: don't think anybody integrated and are part of the in the society. Yeah.
2: Listen, I some of them speak evil, even more than us. A,
3: a white can, can take political no, I think you are a citizen. Scaling of the country, down the
5: problem to, to. You are
3: entitled to the same rights.
5: Yeah, I tell you, should be entitled. Yeah, bet, no, but bet, no, wait a Let,
3: let, let me come in.
5: I do not want us to scale down the problem to the level you are discussing. I mean, that's a, another scenario together.
2: So, but have you answered about, my question? People of the same color yeah. discriminating against themselves. What about that one? Uh,
5: the, uh. The, the example you mentioned about South Africa, Nigeria is South Africa. That's a, that's a, and Nigerians in South Africa—that's an isolated case.
2: Because I think it's important they, we, they take, were, we take out this discrimination. They were fighting
5: for their jobs.
2: We take out, we take out
5: this that's discrimination. That's different from no, no, no. That, look, what we're talking from, about is. From
2: a, police brutality. No, no, because no. when we talk about police brutality, if you look at the internet, in the social media, and see what police in Nigeria are doing to fellow Nigerians,
5: is it because of discrimination?
2: That's what I'm going to ask you. That's why it's important we divide this topic. Because we can't be talking about police brutality and discrimination at the same time.
5: Well, we are talking about racial discrimination. And police brutality is linked to that. Okay, so I think we want to deal with the thing on a global scale, mm-hmm. and it's the problem people are demonstrating for. Us, so let's not minimize it and make it look so you know, put in a small, small you know, scale it down to this level. Okay, uh, what I want to ask now, uh, my my precious uh, panelists. Okay, what can people of African descent do positively to change this state of bias working from working against them?
2: They have to Be- change in the look. There's a lot we must do. If you, if you come here, go to Amsterdam Amsterdam, 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 Amsterdam Hamur, You see how our people are hanging there. While, while their own people are busy in their offices. Only you go to Amsterdam, Amsterdam now, you will see how many black people are hanging there. Hanging, hanging there. And not that they are hanging there being quiet. They are hanging there speaking at their loudest voice. Who would want this? Who yes. would like it?
5: Is that what's happening everywhere?
2: I'm just giving you an instance. You We go to America. You we, we and I go to America all the time. And when we begin to mention those those sub uh, this uh, like uh, Jama- Jamaica and the rest of them, you see how it's just it's just like a carbon copy of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
5: But you have not answered my question.
2: No, what I want the to say is that is, they got to look for job. I do. The question is. They look for job and do because when you are contributing economically to the land where you are in, they but will not. When you are discriminated against, you don't get you a job. You, you have the you. job. You do something for yourself. You uh, create something for yourself. Okay, all right.
5: Let me get another point of view. Please, uh, our uh, Skype uh, guest, please uh, weigh in on <laughs> this. Please weigh in on this.
3: Yeah. Now I, I can understand that this is a very, very passionate topic. Um, hmm. Yeah and it does beg a moment of reflection as well
4: mm-hmm.
3: um what can we do differently as people of color um, and positively to change the situation um i i believe and thank god for the power of social media that has brought the issue of racial discrimination to a very very different level than we used to know It has made it more visible. It brought it right to the faces of people, to the doorsteps of people's homes. So there is a a very strong awareness about it. So as people of color, and particularly black people, I think speaking up, uh, number one, uh, is very key. If you experience racial discrimination or you see it, um, do not keep quiet you know uh, do not do not just uh, uh, walk away yeah. but speak up against it that's very important you know? and and use access to justice and that is why the legal system is very key yeah. use the access to justice that you have mm-hmm. right so I, I remember your, your one of your guests saying yesterday that he had to go to court because he was discriminated upon by when he got the yeah, and right. he was told that his ticket was wrong or whatever. Exactly. But because he stood up uh-huh. and he said, no, this is not acceptable,
4: yeah.
3: and, 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 and took the proper channels by yeah. going to court, he was able to get vindication. Yeah, we yeah, had a yeah. similar case earlier this year at the yeah. Endovin airport. Oh where someone was also profiled Mm -hmm. right yeah and a a black person and when they asked why was he profiled what they said was well three factors Mm -hmm. one he was dressed uh, very smartly Mm -hmm. he walked very fast and he looked like a nigerian (laughs) and at the end of the day they found that this guy is a congolese uh, he speaks very fluent Dutch, has lived in the Netherlands for a long time. Yeah. And he's also a counselor in the Gemeente, yeah. mm-hmm. right? But just because of the way he looked and the colour of his skin, he yeah. was already profile. And he spoke up against it yeah. and took the legal action, yeah, you know, and, and filed a court case. So what important thing is that we speak up. Yeah. Secondly is that we begin to use the power of education. Yeah. I think it is enough that black people take the back seat right we need to empower ourselves more we need to support one another you know when when we say that people break out of their family and you hear someone says yes i'm the first person in my family that is educated yeah. that should not be the norm mm-hmm. you know that sorry that should not be the exception. The norm is that all of us should be educated. All of us should, you know, enjoy the benefits of education. And that is very key in the societies that we live in. So if there is a way we can support one another to ensure that everyone has access to education, we empower every individual to be a part of the system. And the last thing I'm going to say before I hand over to Emmanuel is um, being at the table right you cannot live in a society and say you do not want to be involved in what is happening in the society correct there's an adage that says he who pays the piper dictates the tune right Mm -hmm. so if society is being designed the laws and policies are being made and you are not a part of that process, yeah, yeah. then you have to accept everything that comes your way. Absolutely. During the election last year, I remember going to different communities of color talking to people to vote, right? And I remember an encounter I had with a woman of color yeah. who told me that she had torn a voting, um, uh, a voting card. Yeah. I, I was stumped. I was astounded. And I asked her, why did you do that? Yeah. She said, because she doesn't believe in the system. Mm. I said, but you are complaining that the system is not working. Yeah. How do you change it exactly. if you do not allow your voice to be heard? Yeah, correct. So. Mm. I think it is important that as as black people, we need to rise up, we need to empower one another, yeah. and we need to, there are those who are in places of influence yeah. within the black community. Yeah. Those people should not be the exception. Yeah. There should be more people within the political space and within the business space who are minorities, who are people of colors, yeah. and who can bring you know uh, diversity to the entire process.
5: Yeah. Well, you're spoken well. Uh, let's start here uh, Mr. Taki. If well, you have something uh, to, to add, yes, go ahead. Uh, sir.
3: What I have
6: to say here now is mm-hmm. that uh, if you look at the magnitude of global demonstrations going on presently.
4: Yeah.
6: Mm-hmm. I look at I, I studied it carefully and look at the number of whites
4: mm-hmm.
6: who are holding placards. Yeah. And actually Talking and screaming about inequality. Yeah, it tells you that the white supremacy among the demonstrators. They know what has persisted for far too long. Mm -hmm. They know the racial discrimination that is going on at the workplaces, at the churches, at the hotels, and everywhere. The whites are aware, but as if those in authority has closed their eyes on the cries of the minority.
4: Yeah.
6: At the burial of uh, George Floyd, yeah. Reverend Al Sherton mm-hmm. said the blacks have complained, fought bitterly, but their knee is on their necks, and as a result, they are, they are, their objection to the way they are being treated has fallen deaf ears. People has complained. People have preached against the injustice. People have preached against the way the minority, I mean, dark color that has been treated. Yeah. But unfortunately, you see, nobody is prepared to change the status quo. It's okay. very unfortunate.
5: All right. Um, yeah, well said. Can I say something? The, the, yeah, go ahead. Go
2: ahead yeah. I believe that um, there's been so much of pain For several years in our hearts, from our grand grandparents to uh, great great parents to grandparents and to us, that we should let go the pain. And at the same time, I am not saying that we should not narrate history to our younger folks. Like, if what I was, there was something you we were playing in social media last night. Mm-hmm. We were playing before we slept, uh, you know, where those kids in school were lamenting about racism. Yeah. And then these are kids of four like years, five. five. What do they know about racism? So it's what parents have been speaking in their room, Because you don't expect a child of that age to know too much, like what I was telling them speaking. They may have been brainwashed. <laughs> Do you understand? So we should, we should not be speaking that way to our kids. We should not, as much as those experiences are very bitter, we should not be pouring it over from generation to generation. And then the kids stay at home, fumbling already, fuming, fuming before they go to school. And then when they go to school and they quickly meet the people of your opposite race, whether it is there, you see them already. Wanting to attack each other, that shouldn't be that way. The white family must not be letting their kids think you are too superior. Nor the black family, color family, letting their kids know they will treat you. Because sometimes those things don't even want to exist. But because we've spoken to them already in the atmosphere, and they are taking manifestation. Mm. Do you understand me? So we have to minimise the rate upon which we speak it. Yeah. Because sometimes, sometimes, I've been in places, you and me, we travel a lot. When we are in a place where people want to just make us feel that we are the only blacks there, do we give them the chance? We still feel so comfortably, drink whatever they are drinking, laugh as much as we want to laugh, go go and join them and dance, and then they see that, no, we're breaking through that. Because we don't allow them to make us think we are the only blacks in this booth. We've traveled many times in a ship. We are the only two. And then they will want to begin to interview us. Where are you here? And what why do you think you are selling with us? I said, so We're not selling with you. We are selling. <laughs> we are just we are, we are just on a cruise. We just want to enjoy our marriage. So it's unfortunate that you are here. But mm-hmm. if you want to make yourself like a scapegoat, all right. But for us, we are just selling and we want to enjoy ourselves. And then they say, Oh, oh okay, okay. Because, and Sometimes my husband will be looking for a way to make them feel comfortable even though he knows the question they're asking. But myself, I will give it to you direct. Hey, I'm not here for you. Just let me be myself, you know. I'm, I'm here, comfortably with my husband, happily married. So, leave me alone because my world is complete now. Then you know that I don't even have chance to know that you're looking at me as the only black.
5: Okay, let, let me hook up on that. You see, one of the things I think we should do, one of the things Everyone who feels belittled and you know suppressed, you should be become assertive. And this trying to speaking and putting yourself down is another way of making somebody have superiority over you. Okay, so I I think that um, one, the education part is is very important. I know here in Holland, there's a law against discrimination. That don't withstand. Is
2: it going on?
5: The prime minister admitted that it's happening. Okay, <laughs> so it's something which will take a long time to dismantle. And I think we have to actually start from, you know, from the infancy of the children, and to tell them that all people are equal, and stop these lies and, and wrong mentoring, telling kids that they are superior to other people, it's, which is a lie anyway. They grow up to find out that, you know, and it, it creates a creates havoc in our, in our world. So my, my take, that's my take on that, uh, Miss. Uh, Patience, I think uh, because of your other engagement, uh, let me give us the chance to give uh, maybe one or two remarks uh, from any of the issues we have tackled so far, so you can can express your uh, take on them uh, before we let you go.
3: Yeah, well, I think a lot has been said, um, and all rightly so. Uh, But one thing that keeps uh, uh, coming to mind for me is breaking out from the shackles of poverty uh uh globally
5: also oh, but if, yes that's the color. point i was going to make you know you yeah. spoke about this thing about people being educated having i mean breaking the poverty and all that if you look at the american society you can see that the african americans there there's a group of them have really succeeded so well yes entertainment education yes. sports everywhere okay but you can see that the problem is still there And when it happens, it shocks everybody, and then they 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 want to talk about it. So the whole thing is deeply entrenched somewhere that it has to be uprooted. That's what I'm saying. They are very well educated, you know. I mean, professional, very good, uh, well well brought up uh, African American people. And that
3: means, and that Mm -hmm. means they can stand up and fight. They They are, but but somehow they have the the tools. They have the tools of education, they have the tools of influence, they have the tools of success yeah. to fight the system. Yeah. But these are a minority, right? We need to get more people. We need to get more people of color to that status. We need to ensure that more people are empowered. So we, we, we need to have less of... Uh, uh, of people being either committed into prison because they say it's more easy for black people to be in prison than for the whites to be. We see more black people uh, getting into drugs, you know, Mm. we need to break this shackle. And that means we need to empower more of our people. Black people need to move more into the sphere of society. We need to have a seat at the table. We need to be part of, you know, Designing how the society is wrong, I mean, Absolutely. So, so, so. and the laws, and bring humane decisions and diversity and tolerance. Right, key, key decisions. Yes. But that comes with empowerment. Yes. So if we, if you are successful, yes, bring others up along with you. Exactly. That is very critical. Because yes. the more we all have voices. And the more we can stand up <clears throat> to one another,
2: Great the more job. We will those of really them who have help. money create job, you know? job opportunities for their fellow blacks. You know, create job opportunities for their fellow blacks. Dress normally. Sometimes, look in America, they are hanging there. Don't dress this way to this place. Immediately, you see that them. Um, why must you not dress in your baggy and you want to enter there? We are only gentlemen are sitting. So you see, a black guy has put his trouser almost beneath, almost getting below below the anus and then it's hanging and coming that's when they will just go out there and stop you and say where are you going because they don't like people to dress this way and come in here <laughs> do you understand me so no. if we don't want to be discriminated let no, us
5: not no, be dresses careful are in it. these are just some the, 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 you know, the, the, usual no it is no no
2: no, no, no 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 look look, look, look at this guy this guy this guy that was killed presented a counterfeit 20 no, 20 dollars
5: no let's not go into those specifics no but
2: we're not we're not going into that but the, these are the things. These are the things that are making them. When they grab uh, the black, they want to just maltreat them. Why must you go yeah, and present? They have, a no, right to do that.
5: You have no right nobody to matry, do that. Nobody say they have
2: the right. And what I'm trying to Prime say is that of some normal. of the things which we do that will provoke them. Let us stop doing them. them. We are all one.
5: We are of the of same. We are of the same country. The same race.
2: They are not treating us. Nobody is we different are.
5: from the other. Oh, okay. wrongs must I agree, and that is it. Somebody does wrong, stop. you punish it. But you don't subjugate somebody. Let me keep in Racial
6: inequality has been prevalent in most societies, and people are fighting it on the quiet, and nothing is being heard. Yeah. I am happy you link racial inequality with police brutalities. Yeah. And it is the police brutalities that brought about the awakening. Yeah. You Precisely. know, people are shot uh-huh. because of the color of their skin. Yes. Last week, a white guy who was being pursued for a double homicide was accosted and up- apprehended. Yeah. And surprisingly, the white police officers actually gave him a nice water to drink while he was down on the street. And then an ambulance was called to come and treat his wounds.
4: Yeah.
6: You see? You see the disparities here? Yeah.
4: That's Look, it. But
6: I
5: have good news for everybody, the time has come, a new era has dawned upon us, it will never be the same again. This thing of discrimination is is going to be broken by the grace of God. So uh, I want to thank you ladies and gentlemen for uh, your time and for your input so far in this uh, beautiful discussion. I know there's not enough time to actually exhaust this topic, but let it be that the letter we have said, you know, has gone out there and that is gonna make some impact.
2: Those who those who have blacks who have the money, create job opportunities for your fellow blacks. Yeah. You don't need to wait until the person goes to use counterfeit to buy and they kill him, then you come and use 800 million to what to bury the person. That is not it for me. Bring out that money, create job opportunities, give our young folks, give them Give them job. Let them teach them how to work hard. Teach them how to work hard. Let them go out there and work. You know? When somebody wants to bring you down, let the person know that you can exist without that person. Let us teach this into our children. Let's teach them the right thing to do. Not that when they enter the tram, they spit and spit and spit, they enter the bus, they use their legs and kick them, kick them. They shouldn't be behaving like, like vandals.
5: Please. That's part of the upbringing. Huh. Anyway, on this note, I would like to say thank you all. Uh, Miss Precious uh, Mayaki, by the host, thank you so much.
3: Thank you for having me. You were
5: awesome. Thank also you, also. thank you, Precious. Also. Hey, Mr. Imano Osrobi Nitaki, <laughs> thank you so much. You look so handsome in the video, I can see you. <laughs> I want to wish you a nice day, and uh, until next time, God bless you, Richly. Bye bye.
2: Bye bye. And didn't say bye to me. But never And for
5: you, our listeners, we want to thank you for being part of the show. Yes. We miss your voices, though. And uh, all the best until next week when we come your way. And
2: I want to use this to say a happy birthday to you. You know, may not be on air, but happy birthday to Your birthday is coming very soon. So we're going to celebrate you.